Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Our guest today is Nick Linder. Nick, welcome to the Fish House Nation. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, it's great to have you on here, Nick. I think most people know you from Linder Media. Certainly ice fishing junkies know you from Angling Buzz, but you've recently switched gears in your career. What are you up to these days? Yeah, so I am out on my own now and just creating content. And what I've been doing is a lot of freelance work for a bunch of different companies here in the fishing industry, as well as making YouTube videos as well. So that's kind of that's kind of the gist of what I've been doing. So. Yeah, what's that like stepping out and, and doing something like that where, where you don't, you know, you're not getting a regular paycheck, you're doing that freelance thing. Uh, what's it like for you to, to kind of step into a world like that? Well, the short answer is, I don't know, I'm kind of figuring it out right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, I like it a lot. I, I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial uh, inkling anyway. So to me, it's to be able to, um, I guess have that variable income based on like how well I'm performing and, and you know, how much value I'm providing to different companies and to people who are watching to me is really a big bonus. So I like it personally. I mean, it, I, I also don't love uncertainty. So anyway, I, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm adjusting. It's good. How tough of a decision was that to leave the family business and something that you've kind of grown up around and, and you, you moved away from that. What, what was that? process like for you and you still I mean I don't you still feel good about it today oh yeah 100% yeah no it was it was definitely the right call it was 2020 has kind of been a strange year everybody's saying you know whatever was going to happen eventually is going to happen 10 times faster and I think it was going to happen eventually for me and I don't know exactly why the timing was the way it was but it was just kind of like jump and hopefully land on your feet and yeah it's been it's been a good call though it was definitely the right call and I you know I miss working with a lot of the guys over there and um it's it's a really cool building to be in over at Linder Media because there's a lot of people that are you know really plugged into you know the local bites that are happening right now and what's going on in the fishing industry and it's cool to be inside that environment like that but uh yeah it was just time for me to jump out and you know go out and make as good a content as I possibly can. Uh, your, your grandfather recently passed away at the age of 86. Can you tell us a little bit about him and, and a little bit about the Ron Leonard that you knew and what he meant to you? Yeah he was a oh, he was an awesome dude. I mean to be completely honest you know I feel really blessed to have had some really good parents growing up but to me, he was always like a second father. So he would always take me out um, on, you know, the local bass leagues growing up. And uh, he just always was trying to teach me as much as he could. And he's just a really loving, selfless guy. Yeah, I guess. Obviously, you know, a legend as far as what he's accomplished in the fishing world. But, you know, as tough as it would be, I think he's you know, a hundred times is just as good of a dude and, you know, a good Christian as well. So 
Well, Ron and Al Linder were innovators when it comes to outdoor media. They were kind of at the birth of what we know as fishing shows. I think we're kind of in the middle of another revolution here when it comes to fishing shows. There's a ton of young producers out there like you and a lot of other of these ultra-talented kids that are on YouTube. What do you think the future of fishing shows looks like? I think the future of fishing shows is definitely on YouTube, would be my call. And I think what's really cool about the platform itself is the fact that it really rewards merit. So the viewers get to decide what gets watched basically because there's so many options and if you're not providing value to the people that are watching then they're not going to be watching before too long and someone else is going to come in with good content that's either entertaining or educational or ideally both and they're going to come take the cake so so that's why i really like youtube is because i feel like at the end of the day everybody who's watching is going to end up with the best content and I, I really truly feel that we're really at the in infancy of it. I think that there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe as more people, you know, go out and try and make good content. Yeah, what a lot of people don't realize is is to have a TV show, you know, you need a lot of money to, to even get yourself out there on TV and and you've yeah. kind of taken those gatekeepers away and it's allowed people to that with a really shoestring budget to to reach a really cool audience. Who are some of your favorite YouTube people? Who are some of the favorite people that you like to watch? Yeah, I mean, in the fishing industry, all, all those Canadians make really awesome content for sure. Whether it's Aaron or Jay or Clayton, those guys are probably some of my favorites to watch. And But, you know, it's, it's really not fair because they just have way, way better fishing than we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Those guys are cheating up there. Yeah, no, I mean, it feels like it sometimes, but yeah, I mean, those guys, all three of those guys make really good videos, but then, you know, south of the border, like Sam Sobiak and Tom Boley and yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot. I, I love all those guys. They're, they're fun to watch and just not only just their creativity, but a lot of so much teaching going on there as well. And they do yeah. it with the storytelling and everything like that. And that kind of gets me into the next question. There's a lot of people that, that want to be those guys. They want to want to be, they want to fill in those shoes and have those subscriber lists. What's your best advice to people who are thinking about starting a YouTube channel that centers around fishing? That's a good question. I guess my biggest, uh, my biggest advice would be to go out and do it and just kick out as much good content as you can, because I mean, at the end of the day, if someone watches it and they felt like they learned something or they enjoyed themselves, they're probably going to come back. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough question. You just got to be persistent and, and understand going in that it's probably going to take like quite a while to establish yourself and you're probably not going to make any money. And yeah, I mean, I don't really make any money doing it, but I really enjoy it and it's totally worth it. So you said go out and make good t good content and i think that sounds like a great plan but the reality is i think most of us you know e even professionals when they first start what they end up making is is some bad content to, to begin with you know it takes a yeah. while just like anything else if you wanted to play baseball you're going to be pretty bad at the beginning and you have to work up to it what's the thing that you often see on youtube videos that kind of makes you makes you shake your head what's kind of a common error that you see uh from people who are just getting started 
Yeah, that's a good question. I guess, you know, one thing that I see some people do that I feel like they make good, uh, you know, they might have good cinematography or good personality, but one thing that they hold back on is giving information. So I truly feel like, you know, if you, if you've really got the entertainment side of it down, you should focus on getting the education part down as well and vice versa. You know, if you're really knowledgeable and you share a lot of good information, that might be enough to get you by, but you should work on, you know, maybe having better lighting when you're shooting or, you know, being more entertaining or, you know, production value. So to me, it's, it's kind of a, like a one without the other thing. Um, I'm sure I could think of some other cringier stuff if I was, if I was thinking longer, but. What, what's your best advice? What are kind of maybe a couple of quick tips that, that people could take from you and, and go out today and make a better video use, using this advice? I mean, you for sure, you for sure got to have good audio. So that's first and foremost, make sure that, you know, if you're going to go out in the lake and it's blowing, you don't want it to be, uh, you know, popping your, popping your microphone, but go out there. And I mean, basically what I try to do is I just try and go out and catch some fish and share some good useful information that people you know can use to catch more fish themselves I guess that's all it comes down to and really you don't have to overthink it you know go out there and and make something because you're gonna take you're gonna take your uh, card and you're gonna plug it into your computer and you're probably gonna say oh this stinks but you know you should still probably edit it and post it and whatever because you just you got to start somewhere and I guarantee you some of the first content that you're going to make is going to be, you know, probably pretty terrible, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't post it. It just means that you're learning and, you know, you're getting used to the process. One of the things that I'm seeing a lot of these days is underwater footage. You know, mm. the are better and better for underwater and people love sharing that stuff because I think main thing is people like to watch it as well. What's some yeah. best tips for getting better underwater camera footage? Underwater footage is just super massive. That's something that I plan on focusing a ton this winter because it's super engaging. And I think there's just something to, you know, watching the fish react down there, not only as an angler, but as a viewer, of course, too. Actually, unfortunately, a lot of the lakes that I like to do my underwaters on haven't quite frozen over yet. Actually, this week it might start to get good. So I'm planning on doing more of it this winter. But uh, I guess advice would be, yeah, just go out and capture it, I guess. You just, uh, ideally you want to go somewhere where there's going to be a lot of fish action. Um, panfish, bass, pike, any of those species don't seem to mind underwater cameras. The shallower the water, the better, um, just because light penetration and whatnot. You want to fish clear, clear water, obviously. And yeah, I, I would also say that walleyes, are like really afraid of underwater cameras in my personal experience. Now, of course, Tom Bully just posted a video where he saw like 40 walleyes on, on, an, on an underwater camera in Wisconsin. And I know some of the Northern guys have gotten walleyes on underwater cameras as well, but you know, the, the fish are a little bit dumber up north of the border. But uh, yeah, in Wisconsin, I think, I think they, they must drink something funny in Wisconsin. Are they dumb there too? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I have a theory about this and I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's true or not, but he was filming those fish in a weed bed. And I do know that like when you're fishing in like, like a, a gravel bar or a mud flat or anything like that, 
that they're extremely uh, cautious of that underwater camera. Like you'll notice that there's going to be people all around you catching fish, but you, if you have an underwater camera in your hole, you like will see one fish the whole day. So my theory is that when you're fishing in the weeds, there's already that cover that's coming up and going up towards the, the, uh, the ice. And I think that if you drop an underwater camera down there, it's going to not affect them as much. So, but that's just a theory, something I got to test myself. All right. Well, we've been talking a lot about video and doing that type of stuff, but ultimately I think what gets a lot of us fired up and, and what leads us to the video is the fact that we just like ice fishing. Um, yeah. Tell me about your, your best ice fishing tip. There's a lot of people that are getting into it this year for the first time, just with the whole COVID thing. I think people are just getting outdoors and doing stuff that maybe they weren't doing years ago what's your best advice for those people uh, my best advice for sure would be to utilize all the lines that you can so if you're fishing in minnesota you get two i believe wisconsin is three um and yeah various states and provinces have different numbers so make sure to check your regulations but definitely no matter what species you're chasing utilize all the lines that you can um, so like, for instance, when I'm going out in Mille Lacs Lake, we get access to two lines. I will use a jigging rod, you know, where I might be using a spoon or some sort of minnow bait. And my second rod, I'll have a dead stick with a minnow out on it. So unless you're fishing, you know, like basin crappies where you're watching those fish come in and, and drill you and you're trying to move around a bunch, then maybe you can get away with one, one line. But I would always recommend using two lines if you can, or multiple lines if you can, just to maximize your opportunity to catch fish, especially if you're walleye fishing. I feel like there's some days where they're gonna bite those tip ups and dead sticks and whatever more often than your jigging rod. So, you know, you'll, you might double or even better your catch throughout the day by having more lines out. That's actually a great tip and it's not something that, uh, I ask that question to a lot of people and I, I rarely hear that and that's actually a <laughs> good one, I like it. What, what's your favorite ice fishing destination and why? I feel like my favorite ice fishing destination is somewhere I haven't been yet, but uh, gal, I gotta say, there's a lot of really cool ones. Now, probably not my favorite, but one of the coolest unique ones is those Lake Michigan harbors for brown trout. That's just a really cool bite that you just don't get the opportunity to catch brown trout that big anywhere. And to do it through the ice is, is really, really cool. Talking like 20 plus pound brown trout. But I mean, probably most definitely the coolest place that you can go is you know the further north you can go the better so you know the last couple of years not this last winter but the winters before that we went up to northern manitoba and got to chase lake trout and burbot and pike and walleye and like world-class size sauger and to me, that's just a really cool neck of the woods to go up and fish, you know, sort of up at the, uh, that flin flon level. But, you know, it's one of those things that I would assume the further north you go, the cooler it gets. I mean, I've seen videos of guys like way up north and, you know, just chasing super big, dumb lake trout. And yeah, I would, yeah, I would fill up your, fill up your truck with gas and just keep on driving. Well, once they let us north of the border, of course. <laughs> But yeah, drive as far north as you can. And God, it seems like the fishing gets cooler and cooler the farther up you get. Yeah, it's going to be a weird year this year. Uh, we're not going to be going to Canada, probably yeah. anyway. 
and those types of trips like you're talking about are, are off the table. So what do you have planned this year? What are you looking forward to most uh, during this ice season coming up here? What am I looking forward to most? I would say uh, I always look forward to burbot season, sort of at the end of February, early March. But um, yeah, as far as it's really not like, I don't think I'm going to be doing any like big, crazy traveling destination deals. And usually that's what I look to look forward to the most, but I'm just looking forward to setting up my fish house on, you know, some really good lakes and watching fish with the underwater camera. That's something that I really look forward to every year. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Also, I'm looking forward to here. It won't be long. It might just be a week or two is that first mud flat mud flat bite out on Mille Lacs Lake. That is a really fun one to go sneak out there. Um, I like to, I like to get out there and just walk out there even, you know, before you can even wheeler out there. That's when the pressure gets really, really heavy, but it's a long walk and your legs hurt at the end of the day, but man, it's really fun to chase some, you know, aggressive walleyes. And it's just a really nice average size out there on Mille Lacs right now. Yeah. It's something I'm kind of planning on doing this year as well. Kind of fishing in my area. So many times we drive, I always say we drive past fish to get to fish. Yeah, right in your area, and uh, might might be a good thing for everybody to kind of explore explore their general area this year and do do that as a different thing. Nick, it was fun to talk to you. I'm glad that you you gave us some of your time today. Is there something that you wanted to chat about that I didn't ask you about today? No, I think I think this was awesome. I appreciate the time, and yeah, it's fun to it's fun to talk fishing in the morning here before I start start my day editing on the computer. Yeah, it was good good chatting with you. If people want to find out more about you, want to see what you're up to, where can they find you? Yeah, I would just type in Nick Linder into YouTube and watch some of my videos. And that's kind of going to be, uh, that's going to be sort of the majority of what I'm going to be doing this winter. Also on uh, the Northland Tackle YouTube page, you can see videos I'm making for them as well. So I'm going to be making a video a week for them throughout the whole winter and heading into spring and, and whatnot. And yeah, I'm just going to be making videos all winter. So. You can follow me along there. Awesome. Look forward to it. Nick Linder, thanks so much for coming on the show, and uh, have a great season. You too. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.